Hello, welcome to episode 73 of Design Curious Podcast. I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. Today on the podcast, I'm talking to you about the value of remodeling your own home and how that can really jumpstart your career and give you a leg up and confidence as you go into scheduling consultations or working for someone else even. So you're going to listen in. Before we get to that, I would love for you to go check out the show notes and see all the links that we have there for the downloads, for the quiz, and for my design mentor. I'd love to work with you one-on-one and help you start your career out right. A lot of the information I give you in the podcast is just the tip of the iceberg. I recently went through all of the 12 guides that I have in my design mentor for you to study from. I was just updating it, making sure there's no typos and things like that. And I was, it took me hours to get through it all. And I just was impressed again at the end about how much information is in there really can get you started the right way on your career. So go check out My Design Mentor. I'd love to have you in there. Okay, let's talk about the value of remodeling your own home. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. So I know that a lot of times a person will come to interior design because they have designed their own home and they found so much joy in the process, which is good because the process can be very challenging and very difficult. I did touch on this back in episode 65 about my own recent remodel that was forced on me. But that wasn't the first time that I've done remodeling on my own home. But every time I do remodel my home. I definitely gain a lot more insight and a lot more empathy for my clients. But remodeling your own home is actually one of the best training grounds and learning grounds for you to understand the project management part of an interior design project. And so this is a great opportunity for you to treat yourself as your own client (laughs) and take yourself through the process of developing a design selecting the finishes, communicating that to the tradesperson and interviewing the trades, hiring the trades, and then staying on task to make sure that that design is executed properly. And as you do this, you'll see all the little teeny tiny details that go along with this process. It's not just picking a paint color or flooring or whatever. If you do, then there's also, well, what's the style of the baseboard? How do you want to finish off the trim around the windows? What is the window covering going to be? What color is the hardware? What kind of hardware? Do you want poles? Do you want knobs? There's a million decisions that go into an interior design project that it is great for you to experience it yourself so you can understand what your clients are going through. It will help you with your client experience so you can understand like, okay, at this point in the project, it's really challenging. I need to let my clients know what to expect. 
But like I said, a lot of designers will come into the career because they have done their own remodel and they found out they had a knack for it. And that said, I will say that it is different (laughs) doing your own home than it is doing someone else's home. Because when you're doing a client's home, I think you want the process to be a lot more streamlined. I would say from experience that it's actually harder for me to design and make selections for my own home than it is for a client. Because for a client, I know pretty much what's best for them. (laughs) But when it comes to myself, I also want to take into consideration, of course, my husband's opinion, which is always surprising like I'll be I'll say like this is what I want and then he'll be like oh really do you think that's right and then I have to second guess myself and (laughs) I'll be like well I don't know like don't you want it you know isn't this the best option and then oftentimes I will even change it so I don't even know at this point with my house like I know for him his style and I know my style but trying to like get the two to come together is a challenge for me because I definitely want to be considerate. I'm probably more considerate of his feelings than I would be for a client's feelings. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that makes it challenging. I have heard designers that will actually hire other designers to design their house because making those decisions for yourself can be so taxing and so hard to actually... We're exposed to so many different styles, so many great products and furniture pieces and things that it's hard to curate what we see and bring it all into one place that is to make it really cohesive. And so I I can understand that I can see like hiring another designer to maybe help out with the design process for my house and make sure that I'm not like trying to jam in all of these different styles that I love into one thing that's not going to work and make it cohesive. So Yes, designers' houses almost always look great, but I think there is challenge when you're not dealing with maybe the budget that you want, or you've just seen too many good things and you're trying to put them all in one place and it doesn't work. So getting back to though, doing your own project, being your own project manager is really the experience that you want to have because you want to be able to see the walls taken apart. You want to see how they prep the floors when they're going to lay the tile. You want to ask questions. This is a perfect opportunity to ask all the questions that you want. Maybe this isn't a tradesperson that you're planning to use later on. Maybe it is, but this is a great way to test them out and say, okay, I need to build my A-team. I need my office painted, my home office. So let's get this painter in and try him for this room. Then I'll try another painter for my bedroom. And you know, you can develop your A-team this way and see how they communicate with you. Do they show up on time? Are they respectful of your space? Do they clean up after themselves? All these things are so important as a part of the process that it is best to learn all these things about those trades when it's not in front of your client. And when it's not on your client's dime, this is really just the best advice I can give. If any designer starting out, you might not have a project. So you're going to want to use your own space to develop your portfolio. Even if you don't have a huge budget yet, do little vignettes and start decorating your house. Pull together different objects and see if you can create maybe different styles within your own corner 
like make it one look really modern contemporary and make another look super traditional just by bringing in different elements. It's really, really good to just practically learn these things. It's like you're in a lab learning how to curate and define all of these spaces in a way that makes sense that you can repeat this again now for your client. And going back to episode 71, where we talked about paint color, this is the perfect playground to learn paint. You can paint out a wall, you know, just do a, a accent wall and see if you got it right. If you if the color you selected, say you're going for a jewel tone, was it too bright? Was it too saturated? I find that a lot of truly saturated colors are challenged to live with over time. So you can see, you know, paint your wall a bright orange and see if it still gives you joy and still inspires you a year from now, or if it's just like too much, (laughs) you can't handle it. I always gravitate towards more muted colors, and you can still find ones that will come across as more saturated, even though they have a lot of muted undertones. And so this is a great place to do that. It's also a great place for accessorizing, understanding how to do groupings of photo art. So like you might have wall collages that clients are always asking for to like put their family photos together. So you can start to curate that with understanding frames or how mixing large and small or different kinds of frames together. So you can do that in your own home. You can understand how to place large art as well. So like some walls really call for larger art. A lot of homes that you go into that haven't been touched by a designer, the art is way too small. And so you need something that has a statement. So start playing around with that. And just even ordering things, even if it's retail and having it delivered to your home, dealing with the damage and all that stuff, that doesn't change. I mean, you're dealing with a wholesaler and when you're a designer, but going through the process yourself with retailers, like, you know, all the the big box stores out there, that is a great experience as well, just to understand like, okay, this damage comes in, how long is it taking me to like call the place up and say, I need a new piece of furniture, or this is damaged, how are you going to rectify it and see how much time it actually goes into it. Then you'll understand what a benefit it is for a designer to do this on behalf of the client, the client can go and do live their life while you are taking care of all the deficiencies. You're the deficiencies manager. (laughs) And speaking of deficiencies, like how long it takes to wrap up all those finishing details. Sometimes those can linger forever. And that's one of the advantages of hiring a designer is that you're making sure this gets wrapped up. Your trades are coming back for that finishing touch of paint on the baseboards or whatever it is. It's like you've got a list and you want to make sure it gets checked off in a timely fashion. And this is a great way to test that out and learn on your own dime before you do it for your client and your client is going to appreciate it so much more and that you'll have confidence going into your consultations and into your projects because you have some experience of it already. So that's my two cents on why you should do your own projects. So I hope you're inspired to maybe do a few projects around your house Of course, if you're naturally inclined to be a designer, odds are that you are already doing projects around your house. But now I would encourage you to, you know, do them so that they're photo worthy and 
be able to add this to your portfolio as you're starting out so you can show a prospective employer or a prospective client that you have some experience. And this is just a great way to get started. A lot of designers will recommend this to you. And I would love to help you through that process. Again, if you would love to work with me, check out my design mentor. And that's all I have for you this week. So stay tuned. Next week, we'll have another great interview. Until then, stay creative. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com.